to Mexican Soccer Show and our long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. I am Wiso Vasquez, joined with Amy Lopez and Adriana Terraza. Cesar had to take the day off. He had some uh, other business in it. So it's just us. It's just us. Let's talk about some Mexican football. Uh, if you haven't followed us already on uh, all of the, our platforms, are, are we on Are we on Pinterest, Amy? Is there like a, Me- a Mexican soccer show Pinterest? Absolutely not, no. Okay. Um, Were we ever on Pinterest? I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at like social platforms. <laughs> like, you know, okay, we got Twitter, Instagram. Is there is there a Mexican soccer show LinkedIn? I mean, very professional. You know, what if like some high executive wants to talk to us and connect with us there? Oh, we don't need that. They just talk to us directly. They just talk to us directly. Okay, just got it. All right, <laughs> you're following us on Twitter, which we're most uh, Facebook. There is a Mexican soccer show Facebook and Instagram. Show us some love. Uh, you could also rate this podcast, um, and uh, we'll read them on the air. We'll read. You know what? Next show, we'll read all of our uh, all the all of the uh, comments. So if you want to, all the five star comments. Well, we're just gonna read the five star ones because we're not gonna read like a bad one, and we'll read them on to see what you guys say. All right. Uh, Amy's already giving me a look, so we got to keep going. As being the producer, we'll be talking all about uh, looking at we're looking at the rundown. The cities were announced at the World Cup, so uh, yeah, what's our take? And I put a tweet out that I wasn't necessarily excited, but then I saw all the people being excited, and it kind of got me excited. So I guess I'm excited. And uh, yes, this TV deal about MLS and Apple coming together, Apple taking a chunk of change. Uh, so it's it's going to be an interesting talk. And then where are we at when we're looking at Mexico? Uh, Five months from the World Cup, you know, how are we feeling now that all the friendlies, the Nations League, and uh, I guess, you know, if we're looking at positions, what positions are we looking forward to? Is Does Tata have their, his his 23, his 26, and are, are we ready for that? So it's going to be a, a fun show. We'll start off with hellos and saying hi to Adriana, who we can't see her because she says she's eating, but if you're, are you at the beach, Adriana, like this is what... Like when bosses say, hey, I can't see you on your phone <laughs> and you're on vacation somewhere on a boat or you have some background and you just don't want to be seen because uh, you're, I, yeah. I wish I were at the beach. That would be a cool pod. I don't want your vacation talking to us. <laughs> no, but anyway, how are you? I'm still at home. Todo bien en la Ciudad de México? Todo bien. We're getting tons of rain. Like Monterrey. Always. Um, um, so yeah, so it's kind of yeah, weird so though because I know that um, Amy and I will be going to Monterrey in a couple of weeks, and it's weird because um, I think it's like 35 degrees Celsius over there, and it hasn't rained in months, and they have like a huge drought, and we're, we have rain here every day. So yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on in Mexico City. 35 degrees Celsius. What is that in Fahrenheit? I'm terrible with like yeah, <laughs> hey Siri. Like, what measurements. Like, measurements. Like, whenever I go to the U.S. and I have my, I get used to the miles. I'm like, oh man, Celsius is 95 degrees Fahrenheit. 95 degrees Sirius. There, there we go. All right. Well, it's 95. I don't know. I'm from yeah. Phoenix. I'm like, <laughs> I think that's yeah. That's like your everyday weather. Yeah. Yeah. I put a, I put on my Instagram that I had like I was I was like, ooh, I gotta take advantage of this 97, 96 so I can go hiking and and uh, burr, but. Uh, who always has great weather and doesn't have to worry about being hot unless she goes to the valley. Um, it's Amy. Dude, was that a cool like LA thing? Like not at all. No, you have really bad like the great. We can't get to this. We can't get into this on the pod. But it's like, I you, saw it on Entourage. Okay, I thought it was cool. You funny go to the thing, valley because it, it's really hot. 
I will preface this by saying, for the record, for anybody listening to this pod, yes, on paper, Weso has experienced California far more than I have as an LA native. Sure, he's also like 30 years older. So you know what? With time and experience, you're able to see more things. So let's just leave that on the table. But it's very different to live in a place. I, I've been to Phoenix like seven times now in, in my entire trajectory of my life. I can say I kind of know Phoenix now, but I don't know it the way that you do. So with that being said, you have these nuances about LA that... It's funny. It's just, it's it's stuff that people project. I just said, I was watching the Entourage show where they went to the valley and it was really hot. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. All right. I'm right. not going to argue in the first five minutes. Either way, either way I will say that... Where were we? Were we in Chicago? Were you just like, we're so happy to be strolling the streets at like 70 degree or 80 degree it was weather? 70 degrees he in was, June. He was so happy, Adriana. He was like a child, but like in a very adorable way. He was like, it's so nice to be walking around with the breeze. <laughs> so I took, I've been taking the kids are finally out of school. So I've been walking with them to the park that's like a couple blocks away from our house. And I do have a newfound appreciation for my LA weather. It is very nice. I can go wow. outside at like three o'clock in the afternoon and walk with my kids. So I can, I can understand now what you're saying. It was, it, we were at, you know, we went to the Mexico game. And it was cold in the night, like cold for me at night. And it was 72 degrees. You could wear a jacket. There was was football. It was just a beaut. I'm like, you know what? I want to move to Chicago. Like it just, it was so great. I'm like, this is such in the summer. Oh, you would love Mexico City. And we have like the best weather. We have like two types of weather, like regular weather and rain. No, yeah. And every time I go to Mexico City, I remember (laughs) visiting Tom, visiting Tom. And he's like, hey, it's, it's. Today is hot, and it was like winter, right? Because the sun would hit his his apartment complex, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "God, man, this is because of yeah." I mean, I live in Arizona. Okay, enough about the weather. Thank you so much, Amy, for uh, I don't know, that, that, you know, giving. I love weather. LA weather, Amy. Just to point that out, I have family. Depends. Every time I go I there, it's always, always nice. Like, I never, the only time I've actually suffered is like when we went decided that it was a good day to go to Disneyland, like on December thirtieth or something, <laughs> and it was just windy as hell. Um, that was probably the only time I've suffered with LA weather. I think I will say I will say that it is pretty. Like I like I said, I found a new appreciation for it. Granted, it is going to keep getting hotter as years go on. So, but we're not going to reach. We'll, ne- we'll never hit desert level. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know, it's pretty hot today. I think it was like 90 something. But I was like, but we're not like we're still coastal. It gets, it gets pretty hot in some parts of LA. It can. It can. Like in the valley or in the uh, see, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> or in the IE. Um, in the IE. <laughs> anyway, Mexican soccer. All right, Mexican soccer. Okay, guys, let's 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 jump let's jump. And so, so for some of you guys are still you know uh, listening and didn't quit. Okay, FIFA's announced that 16 North American cities will host the World Cup in 2026, which we kind of knew that here comes the cities. 11 cities in the U.S. along with three cities in Mexico and two in Canada will host the 48-team tournament, an expansion from the previous 30-team count. Oh, oh man. We're going to make the Quito Partido finally. It will be the first time three nations have been appointed to host the World Cup. Here we go. The U.S. locations are Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle. And I would say San Francisco, Santa Clara, kind of the Bay Area, right? The sites uh, in Mexico include Monterrey, Guadalajara, La Ciudad de Mexico, in Canada, Vancouver, and Toronto. The U.S. will host 60 matches. That will include the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the final match. Mexico and Canada will host each uh, 10 matches. 
Each U.S. city will host up to six matches. Matches in New York, New Jersey area will be hosted at MetLife Stadium. And we don't have to go over through all the all the stadiums. But I guess maybe the key is it's not San Francisco because it's going to be in Santa Clara. So the, uh, that would be like the only one. So, yeah, your thoughts when you were uncovering the cities? What's up? I think Boston is also a technicality, too, if I remember. People were mad. <laughs> because Boston got it or because it's not necessarily in Boston? Because it's, it's not in... Boston. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's stay Okay, people were mad for two things. One, it's not Boston. Two, it's really far away from Boston. Also, I, DC mean, I mean, you could like you could say like Washington, D.C., Baltimore. I, I get where people go with that. It's pretty close. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, when you look at the distance between Boston and Foxborough, it's like, whoa, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Foxborough. too far away. Yeah. You know what? That when I was trying to like, I was trying to come up with a tweet and I, and I, and I said, I'm like, I think Mexico's played in every one of these stadiums. And when it said Boston, I go, I don't remember Mexico playing in Boston. And I had to really look back. I remember. <laughs> I said, it was just funny to think about, like, there was a lot of speculation about, like, D.C. because that's equivalent to, like, Mexico City not getting. Uh, no. Yes, it is. It's for people in D.C., so. apparently. And so <laughs> then I, was like, I was like, can you imagine? Like, it was very, very, like, stereotypical of me. So I realize that. I reflect on that. But I'm like, can you imagine, like, Ben Affleck promoting the World Cup for Boston? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so I think there were a lot of nuances that, like, U.S. city people or, like, even, like, U.S., you know, like, like not necessarily U.S. soccer, but just, like, U.S. fans that, li- that love soccer just kind of were like, yeah, there, were, there, was, there was some backlash, too. To the cities that were announced yeah and, and i think that's what i was I, I was going with where i'm like wait when you guys brought up boston because i'm like mexico's played in all of these but i don't remember them playing in boston and then i'm like oh well that's because gillette stadium's in foxborough we've been there you know mexico played yeah. portugal mexico played brazil big matches too um do you guys see that are there any cities that you thought maybe should have gotten there over others um, I'm trying to remember. I, mean, I actually guessed all of them except one. I'm trying to remember which one's the one that I I did I missed. I um, I think I some, some were pretty, you could tell some were weren't gonna get it. I mean, I was pretty sure Orlando was not gonna get it. You know, it just seemed as where, though who who was it? Orlando? Oh, Orlando. Yeah. I I was. I mean, I think everybody was really surprised at Kansas City. I don't know. I felt like Kansas City is like. I don't know. Again, I think there were some people that were. I think there was going back to like Mexico games and people that have hosted it. I think some people were shocked that Chicago didn't get it. But, but okay. Oh wait, no. The cities that didn't bid. Yeah, no, no. I knew the cities that like. I'm surprised overall that Chicago didn't get one, but I wasn't surprised they weren't picked because Chicago didn't want it. So, which is odd. Those aren't the U.S. soccer offices there. Like the no. headquarters aren't weren't they there? But didn't I mean going back to that? We so didn't like Phoenix dropped out, right? They didn't want to. Yeah. So there are a few cities that in in 2018, I believe, or 2017, you know, that's when the World Cup. By the way, it's going to be in Mexico. Blah 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 blah. Cities, which ones? And you have to apply. And I'm sure you get this. Here's what you need to have. This is what you need to do in order for you to be considered, right? So then some of the cities, and I know this because. A chismoso, not a chismoso. I actually went to like the meeting where the Glendale mayor here explained why in 2019, just because I'm like, all right, I went. And it was literally was, it's too far. It's too big an investment. And what I got out of it is that they really didn't want it. 
Like they just didn't understand it. They're like, no, World Cup, Glendo's not. And I was kind of upset and I'm still kind of salty over it. Because you can have Copa Americas, you can have Mexico games, you can have even women's games. But for some reason, you don't want the World Cup, even though the Super Bowl's here every four years, even though World Cup, even though championships, college championships are here. And I mean, it tracks huge. The US Open is here. Like Phoenix, although it's hot and whatever, it has a really good hotel infrastructure because of all the tourism. Like I just didn't understand why, but whatever. So Chicago also too dropped out of it. There were other cities that dropped out that said, you know what, we don't, we're not going to look, we're not going to put the investment in. So surprise, yeah, Chicago didn't make it, but they, uh, they didn't, they necessarily yeah, want. I think the one, maybe Denver. I think Denver was part of it that didn't get picked. But at the same time, you know, it's not like I don't know. I don't, I don't see necessarily. Although, although they they hosted the Nations League, it was great. It wasn't like it was like spectacular. Yeah, spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I'm sure the Denver fans were fine. I know, I know, a couple of fans were like, "Oh, we really wanted it there," but I wasn't. There wasn't anyone that was like, "No." I guess maybe the DC area. I could see why. You know, your capital is not going to get a game of a World That's Cup. That's the one I had. I I, I, just, I just looked at on my list, and I had DC over Kansas City. That's the one I missed. Because I just heard that Kansas needed to like like a larger investment to remodel part of the stadium stuff like that. And I just thought, hey, DC, it's close to the New York region. I could get like an entire group being in like that particular area, not having to move around too much. You know, like Philadelphia. Then you have DC. You have New York. You could have like but there, everything group there. is still cluttered around there, though. Too maybe too like DC, also, Philly, that was New York is all oh, really close. Also, yeah. that was something that was something they mentioned too. I guess when they were choosing them, right? That's why when they announced it, they did it by like regions, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like north, south, east. So it was all clutter based. So I guess what Take Kansas could, City out. What you pick New York, Philadelphia, Boston. Take Kansas City out, and there anybody in the middle of the of of, of the U.S. I mean, they are well. That's what I'm saying. They had Philadelphia, New York. Although Boston. they have like Texas on the map, they have like Dallas up top in the middle of the of the, of the U.S. Like the FIFA. There, map. there was another. There was another city that it was just like. Oh, I think the, it was Denver. They, they, I think it was like Atlanta wasn't like in the central region or something. And I was yeah. like, oh. but you get. I mean, there was there isn't any that I'm like. No, I mean, L.A. was going to get one 100. percent Dallas, they put in so much money with the Dallas Sports Commission yeah. every year. Oh, Houston, we love them, like NRG. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and like I said, you, if you hosted Mexico, you were sure you you were 90 percent that you're going to get a game <laughs> because be- I don't remember a game in Washington D.C. I will say regionally, it's going to be very interesting what happens leading up to the 2026 World Cup, at least for SoFi Stadium, because it is in a very interesting place, at least here from an L.A. standpoint in Inglewood. So like displacement, you know, and that's another interesting conversation, right? Because we've talked a lot about like Russia and Qatar and all this stuff. And it's like the U.S. is obviously better quotes, right? But there are going to be a lot of issues that come with hosting a World Cup that in LA. Don't worry, Mexico will beat you guys to it. Like we have traffic <laughs> everywhere. Like this thing isn't that far away from anybody. But it's, I, it's... I, I only say this like as a very this is a very local niche thing that I'm bringing to the table because like like I don't know. I, I it's, think it's LA people. though. Like yeah, whatever. It's it's every World Cup. Like I I mean I don't know. I just don't think. I mean you already got a Super Bowl. You have. Millions of people. Even, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. People enjoyed the Super Bowl. My parent, my bro, my dad, and my brother went to what the Rams Cardinals game. Right? They had a great time, and it's like that has also had um, 
controversy and conversations, right? The, the stadium, I literally used to work like right where the stadium is being built and stuff. So and it, I just think that it's going to be a very interesting conversation as time goes on for that. Uh, it, again, it's all new stadiums too, right? So, I mean, actually, does, does anyone know like the oldest stadium in that, in that group? Uh, for the U.S. <laughs> for the World Cup. <laughs> well, not for, for us. Not yeah, for us. Not the Rafa Marquez of these of these stadiums. The, the I guess a good one would be what's the oldest stadium there in that and um because for example the newest stadium I think the best stadium right now I mean obviously Sofa made it Sofa made it but I mean everyone's like oh Las Vegas I mean well that wasn't even built <laughs> you know yeah everyone was complaining about that and I was like people like they couldn't contend they couldn't ask for it because it wasn't it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but Sophie Stadium was. See the difference, right? Like, Sofi. Yeah. Sofi, sorry. Sofi I, actually, Stadium. I actually think that Sofi has a really good chance of getting the final, to be honest. Yeah. It's a huge talking point, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's like the Isn't same thing. Or, the you, first you know, game, like the inaugural game. Like, yeah. I, I so thought both of them, actually. I thought it could be MetLife or it could be Sofi. I think those yeah, are like, I think, I don't, I think, I think it's one of those. because of the city. I mean, if you're looking at stadium, maybe LA would be better. But I honestly think they're going to go with New York just because it's a more international city. Maybe, yeah. You could throw Atlanta in there. I could see Atlanta being considered. No, they're not going to get a final. No? No, it, it, it has to be the it, – it's not only, like, the soccer. It's, it's got to be the the city that, like, what it means to the world, right? Like, so mm-hmm. a New York is, like, it's the best city in the world. Like, people say it all the time, right? It's that type of – the final – where was the final in 94? I don't even Wasn't know. it Roosevelt? Yeah, it was – no, wasn't it the Coliseum? No, yes. that was the win. Was Brazil Brazil Baju? Anyways, we'll look at it. But I think I think New York will probably get it. I think stadium wise, yeah, I think yeah, I think I think uh, Sophie Stadium will. Sophie, I don't know why now I keep saying Sophie. Yeah, it was Rose Bowl. The '94 World Cup was played at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, Rose Bowl. Uh, we'll see. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about? Okay, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Mexico gets, you know, Mexico gets. Uh, at least Mexico gets three city gets three. I, I don't. Canada only gets two. <laughs> Is anybody like upset that Mexico didn't get in many games? I mean, I wasn't like, oh, I, I, where are they gonna have it? The infrastructure. are, I don't know. Even with the no, violence, I mean, stuff with, like I'm not like mad. Oh, Mexico should have gotten more games. I, I'm kind of like I'm glad we kind of were a part of this when they announced it. Great, but it's not gonna be like in the '86, you know? And, yeah. 70 World Cup. Like, this is, I feel like this is like a CONCACAF World Cup. Like, we're just a little bit <laughs> it part is. of it. Like North American World Cup. Yeah. Like, um, I, thanks for yeah. making us, but I'm not necessarily upset. But how are you guys feeling? Uh, 10 games, and it looks like it's all going to be group stages, right? Um, yeah. As far as I know, it's all group stages. Um, they haven't confirmed it either. I, I'm pretty sure Azteca is fighting for that first game, too. Um, I think we're just like realistic. We know that we couldn't have the World Cup on our own, despite how much we would love it. Um, just because you don't have that many facilities, you, they're not built. You would have to actually build so many if you actually wanted an entire World Cup. And we just know it's the U.S. could have it any single like they could just do it tomorrow, you know. Um, so I, I think we're all realistic that it would be really difficult to have an entire World Cup just because of politics and economics and infrastructure and just timing, I guess. We don't have that many stadiums that have the capacity to have, like, World Cup games. You could have smaller, like, a smaller tournament, that's for sure. I mean, um, all the games that were in the U.S. are NFL stadiums. Yeah, that's um, true. So that's huge, definitely huge big. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, they're huge. 
At the um, same time, the World Cup has been in many places where they play in small stadiums. So, like, at the same time. but Yeah, but I know people have, like, a minimum. And some of the stadiums yeah. don't – yeah, they just don't meet that minimum requirement. So but what, what new stadiums are coming up in Mexico, Adriana? Because Pue- isn't Puebla, León? Well, Puebla was just remodeled. I think that's the only one that came up, like, as a casual conversation that, oh, Puebla should have gotten it. It would have been amazing. Also, three-time World Cup, just like the Azteca. But it is, I mean, if you're that close to Mexico City, you'll definitely get right. Azteca, right? Um, Azteca has been rumored to have like a huge renovation like years ago. I mean, they've talked about this so many times. They want to make like a huge like mall-like structure around it. It's just difficult though, because there's like the streets are just like nearby. You, you cross the street to get to the Azteca. Yeah. So it's, it's really difficult to think. <laughs> How that but they are mod- remodeling because it it's going to be closed. That's why there's not going to be like they're remodeling it this year. They have to, yeah, they, yeah. They said that they'll do it next year. They have to. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's not, like I, one of those. That's what that's what the federation said. Why they're not having a, a despedida because they're remodeling the Azteca. That was the official. I didn't hear it was this semester. I I heard. Yeah. Um, they said next year it was going to happen. So yeah, they're probably mm-hmm. looking. The thing is. There's several important concerts in December at the Azteca, so you can't have it this year yet. <laughs> That's why. One of them okay. is like Maluma. Maluma has a concert at the Azteca at some point. Yep, during the World Cup. So, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's just pushing it, back, remodeling. The um, only life is, it, yeah. is it the Chivas Stadium, the Chivas play, only life is I, – I remember going, but I remember being it small or maybe – The Akron? Tacron. Um, it no, I think it's just because it's like built like inside, which is pretty cool. You have like the entire like it's built inside of like a like a mountain of grass. I don't know if no, that yeah, gives I, you like the idea. It looks it looks smaller than it actually is, but it's probably like one of the most modern ones. I mean, if we had like a timetable of the modern stadiums at in Liga MX, that I mean that was built 2010. Um, it got the Panamericanos just after that. It got the Chicharito mm-hmm. Manchester United Chivas game, uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, you have TCM, you have the Santos one. You definitely have Monterrey. 000. Not bad. It's like for group stage. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 40, I think you need a minimum 40,000 for a group stage. 48,000. Um, I just didn't think it had that much, but okay. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, Tigres has been rumored to have a new stadium sometimes. Yeah, Tigres is coming with a new stadium. Nothing yet. Yeah. Monterrey, obviously, they got that one, the BBVA. And other than that, I mean, you don't have that many. I mean, Pachuca is kind of old. Querétaro kind of old. Um, yeah. no, Jalisco, sure. I, I guess yeah. like if you're like entirely like romantic, <laughs> you could have argued that Jalisco could have gotten like a huge remodeling, just like the Azteca, yeah. and also been like a World Cup stadium. Um, that, that again, stadium but old. yeah, well, they're definitely going to fight for Brazil to to have like a, their group games in Guadalajara. I, you can bet your money on that. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah. So there's not that many, to be honest. That's that's a problem. I mean, I'm pretty sure lots of clubs would like to have the opportunity to host like World Cup games. But the truth is, even if you had that, what are you going to do this stadium, like, for the rest of the semester? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's small. <laughs> Like the thing is, like if you actually built it, what are you going to do with it? Like the rest of the season? I mean, you have the Azteca and we've seen like the attendance numbers for for America games and Cruz Azul games after the pandemic. And they took a hit. You know, it was really difficult to get people back at the stadium. So what are you going to do with a stadium that holds, I don't know, 60,000 people after World Cup? It it just takes up money. It takes up like resources. Dismantling them and then donating them all around the world for different The only thing I've actually seen been dismantled in Mexico is like they have like a Plaza de Toros that they do. Oh. I think it's in Tlaxcala and they actually build it and then they just like tear it down. 
$3. That's the only thing. And it's like a cultural thing. Other than that, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's like a pop-up thing. What, what I'm also hearing that, no. is, is some kind of um, like the inaugural games, right? All being played and one in the U.S., one in Canada, one in Mexico? I've heard that. It's like a huge rumor that they want one in each. But I'm, I, I mean, I'm definitely sure they're not going to make them at the same time. So there'll definitely be one that's eat like earlier than the others. What do you think? I'm pretty and sure they're going to fight. If cool they to have, like, there is a simultaneous like cat like uh, telecast of one in Canada, one in Mexico, one in the U.S., and all of them doing the same thing. And then, like the camera switch to each one of what's happening in each one, and it's like a huge. You know, that's the opening ceremony for like. That's the, that's the other Cup. thing. If you have like, like this World Cup, we have forty-eight teams. I mean, we have yeah, we have forty-eight teams. Um, I, I mean, like, like how many te- like how many games are you gonna have this World Cup compared to next World Cup per day? Because you have four for this year, and then what are you gonna do next time? Like you like six games per day? Like that's that's Let's crazy. Or, or or are we gonna have like a month and a half long World Cup? I don't know, but I mean. Because the groups, I've heard that the groups are going to be groups of three instead of groups of four. So that changes everything as well. Wait, groups of three? Yeah, I've heard that. It's groups of three. But there's 40 for the next time around, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard it's groups of three and the best two make it forward. And then, yeah, it it just changes. But it's not groups of four that I've heard. 16 groups. Yeah. I've heard that. And the, the two advance? And then two advance, and then it's so then you have so then you yeah, have like, thirty two, yeah, something like that. I've, and, I've and, and that. I wonder is it going to be so it's like sixteen on one side, sixteen on the other, and then then it's a bracket. It's like, like a bracket. It could be, I guess. Yeah, so we're, having qualifiers. we're having qualifiers within the World Cup next time around. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much going to be crazy. Speaking of which, um, so. I know we're already jumping out the next World Cup. So, I mean, one of the big things was, all right, Mexico, U.S., Canada are going to make it. Uh, what's World Cup qualifying going to look like? I've heard that they want to, like, they, everyone realizes, especially after, the, like, these qualifiers, you definitely need, like, high competi- like competitions and, I don't know, something that will keep you informed because if we did this well with qualifiers, imagine how well we'll do without them, right? So I think they want to like come up with some sort of tournament, CONCACAF tournament to just keep momentum or, or gain them. momentum. <laughs> we already <laughs> have these CONCACAF tournaments. I know. It kind of sucks the though, Nations right? League. Yeah. I, but I do, I, I have heard like several of the Federation people just mentioned that they realize that they do need some really high level competition to make sure that we reach that World Cup with some momentum. <laughs> I, you know, have an actual confederation like they used to have um, the Copa America Centenario type of style in the U.S. or have the teams, uh, you know, be back at the Copa America. Like, why not? You know, if it's 2026, when's the next Copa America? Is it 2020, 2024? Yeah, 2024. So, like... But it's like, yeah, it? it's like between, yeah, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's like still that's kind of one far of off. Them. Yeah, that's one of them, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. One like, it's difficult, though, because you also have to think that, like, it's it's not going to be a four-year calendar either. You're going to have three and a half years until the next World Cup, so you kind of have to. Oh, like, that's true. Back. I didn't think about that. So yeah, everybody's so. complaining. We could have had a World Cup by now. Now we'd have to wait four years. 
Yeah. 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 In my head, I was already like, it's not going to be till November. So I, I, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, but the World Cup would have been today. Because like, I feel like every June, I'm like, oh, the World Cup is in a few years. Oh, I don't know. It's just and because the time, starts in a couple of weeks. So it's, we have like no time yeah. to like. Fall. At the same time, I'm happy the World Cup is in November because can you imagine if Mexico started right now with the team that we have? But that's 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 events preceding other events. Like we wouldn't feel this. Like we would still work feel that way. Me. Yes, it does because you're making the same. You're trying to create the same logic for something that does not exist. It does. My Panini album would be finished by now. Then, <laughs> by the way, it comes out in like a couple of months. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. I was trying to make a joke about like what's more valuable than gold since right now we have the gold cup and I Googled it really quickly and it, apparently it's diamonds. So I would say the mm. winners of the gold cup get in a diamond cup and then we have that as a, as a <laughs> just make up tournaments. I like go. diamonds are just made up by the, the, they're worth by the diamond cup. Like it's not necessarily worth Stop it. ruining the fun, man. We just have to come up with True. tournaments. It's all just, have you seen yeah, diamond yeah. documentaries? It's all fake. <laughs> Gold is an actual mineral. Fine, right. titanium or something other microchips, whatever. Gas, <laughs> gas is really expensive <laughs> right now. You know we, just, <laughs> we live in we live in gas a petrol. <laughs> gasoline. We'll call it the gasoline cup. Like we'll call it the petrol cup. <laughs> or or this this thing bigger into the future since we're advancing as a society technologically. Oh, Bitcoins. Teams versus robots. Like that's how we go to keep the keep competition fresh. All right. Uh tell us how you feel. I don't know if tweet at us. And I know there's a lot of people that are really excited. I laughed that, you know, all these cities got these ambassadors like NFL players, stars, and then Mexico gets Kikin Fonseca, which I was laughing. I, I love very Kikin. strongly about this. Love Kikin. He's that. I, was I, just I love him. He, I just kind of realized that he's not a Mexico City native, so that was like, no, he was huh. born in León. So I was like, huh. <laughs> I just thought it was random. How I thought, you know, I'm like maybe Canel. I, I saw Checo Perez because he's you know Guadalajara, and yeah, that was and, cool. And then you know, um, Blue Demon. Right yeah, from Monterrey. in Monterrey, but then I was like, okay, who are they gonna get from Mexico City? We could have gotten Guau. I mean, technically, apparently, he was born in Morelos, which is like nearby state. It's it's like 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 a but but he's away. a ref or Hugo Sanchez. Like when people this yeah people are watching this from all oh. over the world. <laughs> I I heard you know? this, this, this was a great joke, and it was kind of I, I guess it was we could all think it was true. Like the only reason they didn't get Hugo was probably because he was gonna start off by saying, "Oh, congratulations, Mexico City, you get the 2026 <laughs> World Cup." Um, which, by the way, when I was playing in Mexico City back in 1980-something. <laughs> I didn't and remember, I didn't get to go in 90 or something like that. I get why you have the others, but I'm just like, and it, and it looked like Kikin was on his, I was on a cell phone. Like, yeah. Like, like, really, I'm like, we need somebody. And it's like, Kikin's available. You know what? Again, my, one of my favorite players, and I'll say it time and time again, is Kikin Fonseca, the nicest guy I've ever met as a fan, as a journalist. Always has time to talk to you and as a stories. player, as a personality, person, person. He's just a super oh, nice. as a person. Okay, yeah, no, as a person. Oh, and then as a really your favorite player. No, 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 no. As a person, like, but at the same time, what what he did with what he had, the charisma, the grit, the heart. He had a world. He had a goal in the World Cup. Yeah, like, like people forget that Kikin, like his stock rose for like two years. World so Cup. The then he went to go play in Benfica. Then maybe huh? it's not random to choose him to announce these these games. Maybe, maybe, 
Maybe not. But I was like, all right, the whole world is watching. And I was like, hmm, you know, he scored against Portugal, I think. Header. Mm. Still, I think. I was funny. It was funny. I was in laughing. Like, I'm just like, why is in like 20 anyway. years? In like 20 years, our. We'll, we'll make up for it for the next World Cup. Whenever we announce, I don't know, like the games in every city or something, we'll make up for it. And it'll be okay, Geo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Geo. And it'll be Geo and somebody uh, out there holding a Mexican soccer podcast will be like, he scored against the U.S. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if you're. Uh, a lot of people were excited, so that's that's kind of cool. Those cool people, people were excited. All right, uh, let's talk about just really quick the national team um, games wise. What do we have coming up for the national team and games wise that are come in the next you month? Like, you sound like huh? my dad. My dad. <laughs> my dad. Like at, the, at this point, you know, I take it as a as a what? What is like, the what, next? What is that? What is that? A, like a shield of. I don't know. I don't know what the I, I've lost the phrase, but it's like an honor that my dad uses me to to get the insight on Mexican yeah. soccer news. But it's funny because like every other day he's like, "When's Mexico's next game?" So he just gave it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Atlanta's the next game, no? Yes, August thirtieth. August thirtieth. September friendlies that you have uh, in Santa Clara and in LA. You're pretty sure this is news that can be part of the the podcast. Uh, no, no, no. We, I mean, that's that was rumored. That was rumored. So I mean, yeah, there was one, and it was the Atlanta in, in August, and then September. You have two games, right? At the end of yeah. like the end of September, yeah. I might have what, to what is, I don't know if that's yeah. public information. No, it, no, it's just what people have been saying. So do that. Do that. And I already broke that story. I'm reporting it from two then. Gibran <laughs> <laughs> already said it. So if if Gibran says it, it's out there. We're cool. So I'm saying it through Gibran, just if why if you're listening, anybody else. But yes, there's some some, some friendly. from your tweet, <laughs> <laughs> and round and round we go. No, that that was that was a shirt. Shh. <laughs> that was a jersey. Shh. Um, no. Uh, and then uh, what I'm hearing too is some uh, some games in 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 Spain, right right before the World Cup, that they're gonna do a little mini camp there. So. Yeah, I have happen. nothing to do with that. They're gonna hold their like concentration camp just before traveling to Qatar. <laughs> Definitely, um, <laughs> like I think it's Girona, isn't it? I heard it. Yes, that that, that definitely was Girona. Um, yes. Girona, I think is like the concentration. Yeah, Girona, camp. they're gonna have it there. It looks like they're gonna have a few um, a few friendlies there, which makes sense, right? Right before the yeah. World Cup. Um, let's play Uruguay again there, like full on squads for squad, just. <laughs> We'll be there. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what's happening with the with Mexican national team. Um, and other news that we want to discuss: Apple MLS, Apple Major League Soccer, to uh, announce that the Apple TV app will be the exclusive destination to, to watch every single live MLS match beginning in 2023. This partnership is a historic first for a major professional sports league, and will allow fans around the world to watch all MLS leagues cup and select MLS Next Pro and MLS Next Matches in one place without any local broadcast blackouts or the need for any traditional pay TV bundle. So I'm still trying to figure out, I have an Apple TV. Am I going to be able to do it, or do I need a subscription? Do we figure that out, Amy? Uh, I believe it is like ESPN Plus, so it's going to no, be – No, i got to still pay for it. 
So you have to still pay for it. I don't know why you're complaining. You're going to just ask me for my login, and that's how you're going to watch the MLS. So I know know all your I thought it was included with if you had, like, Apple Plus. No, no, no. So so, (laughs) this is why. No, no, no. So we still owned an Apple TV, like, literally an Apple TV. It's not a TV. It's just a little It's like the app. Oh, I I see. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, a little widget thingy. Okay, people are listening to this. This isn't live, Weasel. They don't know what Weasel's trying to show us the stick. Like a square. Look at my Apple TV right now. (laughs) So he owns it. It looks like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to figure out if that's included in his, which I say I think it might be, but if it's um, not, he's not like the service. I, like it is I, I have the same thing as Weso, and I still have to, I still have to pay for anything yeah. in Apple TV. Apple like TV, only, this is, yeah. Is there like, like a the only thing it works for right now? If I don't like actually like 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 buy something, is because it has like access to Netflix and Amazon Prime. You know, when, you know when the Today Show was previewing the internet and like they were like, "What is the internet? Is this the internet?" <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Gen Z listening to us. Apple TV. Is this what's going to give us MLS? Yeah, like okay, so that little square widget no, no, no. thingy. No, no, no. The 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 Apple TV Plus, whatever that is, it's a point is that it gives you. It's a service. It's a service. The service. Yeah, like I said, this is like the Fire Stick, the Apple TV. It's like a Fire yeah. Stick and MLS made a. You don't just get the MLS <laughs> content; you have to get the actual. Okay, got it. Got it. Anyway, um, all the games, everybody's were like raving about it because they can see, uh, you know, they. Can every, well, that's it. Game. That's the interesting discourse right now. Is that not everybody's raving about it? I think everybody. Not everybody. People are happy. Right, you're gonna watch your team I now. Mean, now it's everyone. Are- there are pros to it, like the no blackouts thing. Like that's going to be really convenient for people those, that know how to were blackout in the city that you were at. Is that like kind of like the NFL and the NBA? Like yeah, I can't so- watch the Cardinals sometimes because it's blackout because they want me to go to the stadium, like that. Yes, or like for me, sometimes when we're traveling, I can't watch LAFC or LA Galaxy games. Oh yeah, yeah, that happens to me all the time because I'm having black- yeah, MLS- blacked out. So I mean, that's a plus, right? You're not going to deal with any blackouts. The negatives or like the cons is that what happens to those local markets? So like for LA specifically or like LA Galaxy to get more niche, right? There's like Joe Titino, who is the LA Galaxy announcer, right? So like there's those little like, okay. Oh, yeah, because I saw a bunch of people say, hey, this is my last time. What impact will this have for local markets and their announcers and their broadcast teams and all this stuff? I Um, heard that they were actually going to include some of them in like an alternate broadcast, right? Well, that gonna, I heard that it's going to be like like a uh, like MLS will take like take control of all like the national broadcasts, but then because I, re- I remember this this topic came out and they said we're going to have we're probably going to have like an alternate broadcast specifically for those like like for yeah like people that you actually know to be closer to each of the clubs or you can have like one person per club and just like well per team, and so you could kind of keep that i don't know connection with the local audiences as well so you, i think they're going to try to keep some of them yeah i feel like even though it's centralized they're still going to have like niche content within apple tv plus probably for yeah. the clubs and stuff like that i mean the immediate announcement is like whoa this is a huge deal right whether that's good or bad your reaction is like wow this is a pretty significant Ooh, announcement a money. that they're making a ton of money it's a huge a amount of million dollars <laughs> Like pocket change money everywhere um okay this is a mexican soccer show why are we talking about this well we're talking about it because a lot of league on mex fans are like this is a 
this is a league that even within their own market, within their own country, doesn't even touch the viewership that Liga MX is able to get. Uh-huh. So essentially, why are they able to get this kind of deal and Liga MX isn't? Well, we know why, because, I mean, everyone, the ML, I mean, MLS is one entity. Like, it's all packaged together. You, you know, it's all, that's been the, that's been the moneymaker for the U.S. It doesn't matter if it's one crappy team. You're going to get all the teams. It's always been the, the, the bundling that the U.S. does with their soccer and TV rights, which we could never do in Mexico, right? Because there's so many different people, so many owners. So it's like every time I'm and – and I guess, I mean, this is – when you're looking at a league MX, uh, when we're trying to watch it, right, how many know, well, is it this company, is it this company, is it this company, is it this broadcasting? And, I mean, the – that's why the MLS, the positives and, and negatives, right? For example, look at their jerseys. They're all the same when it comes to the same. Like, it's 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 that part. But As a Liga MX fan, I actually like that about MLS. I don't know. I, I know that some people think they're really simple, but I really like, like, you have, like, an idea for the jerseys, and then you just switch around colors and make, like, sponsors. I don't know. It doesn't I seem like such a bad idea sometimes. I think when it comes to Mexican soccer, it's, like, it just goes back to the conversation we've always had. It's clear that they're like if a if a entity like MLS that has half the viewership that is constantly struggling to market itself to its own fans within the within the US market is able to make these deals without necessarily convincing anybody that they're profitable, why is something that's clearly proven to be profitable not able to do this sort of thing? Like it I think that's the case is that it is not proven to be profitable. Like they don't, there's no, you know, they, because nobody's really taken. But based off of sure, what? There's viewerships, but does that translate into profitability in the English market? Right? We've seen it in the Spanish market, right? But I think that's where we've seen is how do we get, Yeah, I, and I mean, we work in this all the time and we've seen this where it's like, look, there's this huge viewership of Liga MX fans that are watching it. Okay, but is that going to translate to ads and in, in our, and are those points, you know, how can they go to and to a brand and go, look, you can advertise here because, um, you know, there are a lot more people watching a classical. And, you know, Adriana, you're, you're into that. And so obviously there's a model there. What prof, What is profitable in the U.S. when it comes to that? But, again, there's even bundling there, right, where Mexico or is it the broadcasting team now with Duden and everyone coming together. So, so there's, I think there's so many things that people don't know. And I think there's no price points for them to go. And I think that's why it's hard for for Liga MX, even though it's the number one soccer league in the world in, in the US in the to world. get these deals <laughs> in the world. <laughs> to get these deals because it's hard to pinpoint if I'm watching a US uh, a Mexican Liga MX game and an ad comes in, do, am I is that am I gonna get that product? And it's yeah, a lot I- easier. Yeah. I think actually, like whatever happens with MLS for, with this deal, I mean, there's just so many things to take into consideration. I think Liam X would definitely try to learn from those things because, first of all, I mean, you have language, right? The language bar- barrier, maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure we're getting a growing number of English, like predominantly English speaking fans for Liga MX. I, I know many people, despite English being their first language in the US, they still rather see a Liga MX game in Spanish. Yep. But I don't know if that'll still be the case in a couple of years or so. Maybe that the number will keep, I don't know, it will grow. Maybe it'll, I don't know, it'll diminish. I have no idea. So, But still, 
the way that MLS might treat those audiences because yeah, they want to reach the same, they probably want to reach the same audience that's getting Liga MX like games at this point, at this moment. Right. But it's still an English speaking league. Um, I don't know. How do you go from that? How do you reach those audiences? Will those audiences change? I mean, we're, we're not talking about first or second generation um, Latinos, right? It's more like third and fourth. Usually yeah. what we see is English speaking fans, but still they want to, they consume soccer in Spanish. So I don't know if that'll still be the case, but it'll be really interesting mm-hmm. to see. The other thing is, I think it's really interesting the way that they're like MLS is now going to reach tons of audiences with a really easy way to make sure that everyone can watch every single game anytime they want. Right. With, with other content. I, 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 I think I read that they're also going to have like access to like maybe some of the younger teams or some special programs, stuff like that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, because like for instance, Amy and I that, that we follow the Liga Makers Feminine so much on this end, um, you still don't see all of the games being broadcast everywhere. So maybe there's not an opportunity there. Maybe there's like some kind of technology that you could look into to make sure that other leagues in Mexico, maybe the Expansion, maybe I don't know, are, are also reached in that same capability as the MLS will uh, with with Apple. So I don't know. I think you, have, you kind of have to look into that. You have to look into making sure you grow the teams as like within their communities, right? I think that's something that sometimes some of the MLS teams are probably struggling with, right? You you have the popular teams, you have the LA teams, you have the New York teams, but how do you build smaller or newer teams uh, nationally, not necessarily within the community or maybe also within the community? So I don't know. It, it's, it's a case that I think, um, Liga MX could probably study and, and follow along and just be like, hey, we saw this opportunity for this team or we saw that they had this strategy for this smaller team and it somehow grew nationally. I don't know. So I, I think it's yeah. it's, a, it's a good opportunity just to see how you start reaching other audiences as well. Yeah, I, well, think that's the, I think that's one of the key points is like, this is a huge win for MLS. This is 100% a gamble for Apple TV. They're going into it. Mm-hmm. Like whatever MLS sold them and they were, you know, they were kind of pitching themselves because the ESPN deal was going to be ending soon. Like they pitched themselves enough to convince Apple to to go for it, knowing that or maybe they don't know. Right. They don't understand that the viewership and like the amount of like new fans that they bring in is it hasn't necessarily increased in time. So what are they what are they getting out of this? They're going to get the. The 2026 bump, they'll, they'll potentially, there's rumors that, you know, Messi will eventually come into the league. So that's going to be a huge sell. That might have been a huge selling point. But it's just like Adriana said, I think when you look at this deal that MLS got for themselves, you go, why doesn't, yeah, like Adriana's saying, why doesn't the Liga MX look into making some kind of deal like this? Like this is because it's a huge win for MLS. In, in just like immediate thoughts is like, that's a huge win for them. Yeah, I think I have to look into that and like fan experience. I mean, obviously that like different markets, it'll be really, it will be, it would be a lot tougher to get like people in Mexico to have like an app like that. And sometimes even like, I don't know, prepay stuff, stuff like that. But still, I think there's going to be a really interesting content strategy behind that entire like new deal. So yeah, I would, I would look into it as a league, despite even like not adopting most of the things that they'll do, just looking into it and, I don't know, trying to understand a more tech-savvy audience, making sure that every single game is available, quality. Um, I don't know. It just seems interesting from a league standpoint, I guess, to see what others are doing to make sure that their product continues growing. Because what? It's $2.5 billion for the league, right, for MLS. So somebody was like, if you, if you looked at it and said, in theory, 
Liga MX went and did this for themselves, you know, that's a significant amount of money for all the teams kind of thing. Where again, it's, it's a nuanced approach. It's, it's naive. It's, you know, it's looking at it from like a utopian standpoint, because like we so said, there are variables that have proven otherwise that they can't figure out how to market appropriately. Well, they can't all come together. The owners won't come together because they're not together. They're all different companies that own Liga Mickey's teams, which is what's happening around the, all around the world. And, in leagues, the MLS is the only league where they're all in the same, right? They, they all, it's a share and they, and everyone is pretty much gets the profits from all of them, whether it's a small team or a big team, it's a collective unit. And so that's why they can make deals like this. Well, that's why it's super profitable. It's all business. But there's also and, like, I mean, like La Liga makes a good chunk of money. And I mean, nobody's watching La Liga a hundred percent for like all the other teams. You know what I mean? No, I think they, but, they have a joint agreement as well, don't they? They, they negotiate yeah. like the entire league together. Well, I'm not entirely sure, like 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 several characteristics. I mean, obviously, everyone wants the Barcelona Real Madrid games, but um, how you make it fair for everybody, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But I mean, the other right. thing I was thinking of is what does MLS know that's probably going to happen that's going to make them such a like an interesting league to follow in the following years. I mean, we do know that they're still missing some expansion teams, right? Um, but other than that. I mean, you you have to like have some sort of knowledge of what's coming along. Well, I think, I think it's bringing the players. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's it's bringing it's, more backups or bringing it, Messi or. Yeah, no, I think that's just what it is. It's here we go. It's these are the players that we're about to bring in their ten year plan. It's like you're looking at the yeah. World Cup being here, right? That's the another. That's here. another thing. That's another key thing. You you're you're pretty sure that your league is going to grow just because you're hosting the world the next World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where it's like it's the next ten years you have that nobody's done it, uh, and here's here's where it comes out. It's like advertising dollars. Is the MLS has huge, huge advertising. Like they're the amount that the brands spend on MLS from in all aspects of the mar- marketability of it. I mean, it's just it's a money making machine when it comes to that, and they're able to get those data points. The brands. It's, so it's kind of like, uh, will, will that bubble burst? I don't know, but. Apple coming into it, a huge name like that, a world brand. And, and now when you say, hey, you know, it's a gamble for them, I, I don't necessarily think. I think they've looked at all the options. And and, yeah. and also $2.5 billion for Apple is, <laughs> let's, let's and, be honest. And it also goes with, like, some of the tendencies we've seen regarding, like, media. I mean, you see so many programs now being broadcast on Twitch, for instance. So you yeah. have analysis. You have some, like, influencers on, on Twitch making, like, live interviews, like, like you have Ibai Yanos, for instance, who has like a huge following now just because he gets, I don't know, Piquet whenever he wants. Um, so, yeah, it, it goes with that as well. You're starting to see so many leagues transform themselves depending on consumer needs and, again, a, a, like a really tech-savvy tech savvy, um, generation. So, I don't know, it's just as easy to get your cell phone and open an app and then just webcast it to your TV. <laughs> MLS only on Apple iPhones, by the way. It's, uh, or uh, we get we get Liga MX, you know, gets the Android contract, and there you go. <laughs> you start competing against each other. Liga MX gets the Microsoft Xbox only. Um, I made the joke. I made the joke that Liga MX on Roku. So you know how they have the little uh, the little town that's like that's like turning, like you just see little Liga MX billboard on it. You know what? Let's go <laughs> Firefox. I mean Firefox. <laughs> Firefox. <laughs> Fire stick. Let's go fire stick. Let's go fire stick. <laughs> Amazon 
you know, Prime is, is the only way you're going to win Liga MX. It's well, a world brand. Amazon I, versus Apple. Liga MX, <laughs> MLS. It's like Pepsi versus Steve, Coke. Would, yeah. be, would Bezos be the worst person? Yeah, Bezos. Bezos, <laughs> would be, would Bezos even hit the like top 10 of... of uh, Bezos comes in and goes to the business way. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, as you can see, had fun in the Mexican soccer show. We, we you know, we talked about business and viewership today. So uh, somebody's going to come. Like, you guys are completely wrong, by the way. <laughs> like, <this is> not- <laughs> el, el prim. El prim is what our, our Mexican forefathers would start calling it. All right. What's happening? The leagues are right around the corner. <laughs> right? Like us working. Uh, and uh, But, yes, you uh, ladies get to go to Monterrey. So, yeah, no, el premundial, guys. This is one of the most important tournaments in the Mexican uh, soccer. First time in Mexico, by the way. Mm-hmm. First time in Mexico, in Monterrey. How are you? How how excited are both of you? I'm excited. I get to see Amy. <laughs> Second time as well in Monterrey. That's crazy. I know. We're we're excited to uh, create a lot of cool our football slash foot mix nation content. So that'd be cool. I think it's also a very significant moment for just like Mexican women's soccer, like Mex or like women's soccer to be like reintroduced to Mexico Mm -hmm. in a way that um, there was a press conference earlier today that Adriana live tweeted about, you know, where they're kind of talking about, you know, if, if this, not like if this goes well, but the, you know, kind of, in alignment with the tournament that's going to be happening this summer in a couple of weeks, you know, it's not impossible for us to think about hosting a world cup for women's, you know, and it's just like, it does get you excited on in that regard of, I think with news coming out when it comes to the history of, of Mexican women's soccer and just kind of like the way that we've hidden it and this passion that women hold in Mexico to kind of have this tournament and even think that, you know, that Luisa and like the Federation is considering like World Cup bids along. I think it's alongside the U.S., right? Is that what he said? Yeah, they, yeah they said, and he was pretty clear when he explained. He said, okay, um, 2026 is going to be a really clear way of understanding like the entire infrastructure needs for, for a World Cup. Yeah. Um, he mentioned, okay, we have a 32 World uh, Team World Cup for the women, while it'll be 48 for the men, but still, you need like, 36 train facilities and stuff like stuff that we know we don't have as a country. So um, just with that, he said, yeah, we would probably go with the U S again and then bid for, for, for the world cup whenever it comes along. He didn't say which, like, like if it was the actual like following world cup, he just said, whenever that comes um, as a possibility, we'll definitely we'll look into it and we will go with FIFA and just, yeah, like, be an option for the next following World Cup. So that was pretty exciting when he, because it wasn't like he actually tried to avoid the question. He was like, yeah, it seems like the next logical step after hosting Coca-Cola W and after hosting the Men's World Cup with 48 teams, we could host a, a, a senior women's World Cup next as well. So that was, that was really exciting when he said that, yeah. That'd be huge. Yeah, that would um, be huge. Premundial, this is it. Everything that Monica... This is, you know, everybody's working towards you to be in the World Cup in this last World Cup. Yeah. Um, and next year in Down Under. Uh, just really quick, are they, like, positive? Like, how are, you, how are you feeling that this team will make it to the World Cup? 
there's just no way you look at every possible scenario and there's just no way they shouldn't qualify. If they don't yeah. qualify, it's like, I lose all faith it, it, alongside the men and them disappointing me this, this year so far. <laughs> it should be a very, very detrimental. I will just be so sad. Like I, I will, I will feel pain that I haven't felt in a very yeah. long time. If they don't and, qualify. and it comes and down so- to like, I mean, it comes down to the first two teams, to be honest, which is I, I'm, I'm pretty thankful for the way that like the first two team, like the first two games come up. It's it's Jamaica and then Haiti. Right, Amy? It's, it's that order. Yeah. You win. You win those, which are winnable. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely win both of them. You you do that. You're in the World Cup. They present then, challenges, though. I think that's what's. Yeah, it's not as easy as it seems. When I saw I think we got the toughest rivals outside of the U.S. and Canada, which we got the U.S. as well, the group. But other than them, I think that the, the toughest rivals were Jamaica you? and Haiti. So yeah. the top two of the group go go to the World Cup. Yeah. Yes. So the top two automatically go to the World Cup. Then yeah. the third place teams play in like a like international a, playoff, yeah. like play in yes. yeah. Oh, so with uh, another other other federations. Yeah, I think it was yeah. um, I guess in, like an international playoff thing. Yeah. So oh, okay, so international playoff. Well, in theory, you have Even three then. different. Chances. Yes even then you have a chance to qualify. So that's what we're saying. There's so many chances for them to make it. Because before it was just the top two teams. Whoever made it to the final made mm-hmm. it. So like if you were in a group, which happened to us for the Olympics and happened to us last time, right? If you if you face the U.S. during the semifinal, you that literally have to beat them to get to the cup, which is going to be a huge yeah. challenge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's definitely possible. I think everything is just like leans to the, towards the possibility of going to the world cup, but still, I mean, there's just so much at stake. I, I, I share with Amy. I mean, I'm still nervous. I know everything is in our favor. We're the home team. We're playing in Monterrey, which has proven to be like a record yep. attendance. Like everything is li- literally going your way. You have a really strong team. You have the best coach possible. Um, you had tons of support leaning like like towards everything that's like going on in, in, in Monterrey in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it, it just has to go your way, right? It just has to like be your tournament and get that World Cup ticket. Um, again, it's, it's the first time we have a World Cup with 32 teams on the women's side. So that opens up tons of possibilities as well. So, yeah, there's really no room for excuses this time. You really have to get that World Cup ticket. Yeah, I think for me, the exciting part, and I, I, I don't say this to like compare it negatively because I still very much support the men's side as much as I possibly can. But there is a, there's a different excitement here where we've seen, we've seen Mexico now against Mexico Femenil against lower end CONCACAF teams and just absolutely obliterate them. We saw it in this first round of CONCACAF mm-hmm. W where they were facing, you know, lower end teams, Suriname among them too. But this, tournament here like Adriana saying it is going to be hard and challenging Jamaica and Haiti are not teams that you should take lightly but it does put that extra challenge to the defense that we already know the offense plays very very well and is able to score goals but I do like the idea that the that that all the defense is going to get challenged but I think they're set to to live up to that challenge that makes me really excited about these games because I think you're still going to see I, I think you're still going to see creatively what the offense can do, and you're going to see your favorites score goals that they need to score. But I think you're just going to be even more impressed with the defense. At least I hope that's what happens in theory. Yeah. 
And, and I'm I, really excited for like fans in Monterrey. I'm really expecting yeah. like sellout stadiums for all three games, specifically the U.S. I think that's like going to be the first one, definitely. But for the other games, I'm really expecting those stadiums to be full. And that's just, I mean, that's saying something. Those are big stadiums. I mean, and maybe you wouldn't think that way, but just like a Mexico-Jamaica friendly. But knowing what's at stake, I really expect huge attendance um, for, for both of those that's first cool. games. Yeah, I know the U.S. one's going to be, like, packed. That's that I'm, I'm really sure. I'm just going to see. It's going to be like seeing Tigres and Monterrey play at the same time. Everyone's going to go there. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But still, um, it's going to be really exciting for that. All those fans in Monterrey who have done an amazing job with the league teams just have the opportunity to support now the national team for something as important as a World Cup ticket. All right, I'm excited. Here we go. So, uh, especially how important these games are. When's the first game? July eleventh. Oh, July fourth. No, the fourth. Yeah. Right. Fourth, Mexico, Jamaica. Cool. Cool. All right, Scott, exactly an hour when I said a long, long podcast. I wasn't lying. Um, Amy, thanks again for joining. Adriana, for joining. Uh, we'll be back um, next Monday. If you haven't got a chance to listen to our, the mini pod that Cesar did a few days ago, check it out. Um, we're in the summer, but Liga MX, Liga MX Femenil is coming right up. And then the World Cup will be be here before we know it. Again, if you're not following us on Pinterest, definitely do so. Also, LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Amy shaking her head. Um, Yeah. What would we do on Pinterest? Because I see all the time, like, you should... All you do is... Actually, no, that's the only... I am pretty savvy with all social media sites. I think that's the only one that I feel like, which is ironic because Pinterest is used the most by women and moms for Pinterest. Not ironic at all. So... All right, it's been another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. Nos vemos. Adela, thank you again. Amy, thank you.